Welcome to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast with me, your host, Emily Rose, where we take a subversive look at all the celebrity gossip you want and some you never knew you needed. We'll take a deep dive into the hidden meanings of what's really going on in the world of pop culture, because here we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Hey guys, welcome back to It's Become a Whole Thing with me, your host, Emily Rose, and our special guest in the studio, none other than Sammy. Sam, hi. How are hi. you? Hi. Uh, it's a joy to be here to record my first intro. Uh, absolutely. And we're here to really celebrate love on this, the day of Valentine's Day. And uh, really what we're here to do is celebrate our favorite love story, which is <laughs> the forbidden love <laughs> Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss over the years. Absolutely. And as Taylor herself said, as she was introducing her Can't Stop Loving You, Phil Collins cover, unconditional love is defined by if you still love someone after they've stopped loving you, would you still love them? And (sighs) she says, you know, the greatest loves of all time are over now. Yeah, it's gutting and devastating. Yeah. So a bit of a somber note on St. Valentine's Day, but I think, I think it's appropriate. I think Valentine's day brings out a lot of (laughs) negative emotions in (laughs) a lot of people and probably more than people really want to even admit. Like, it's just, (laughs) it's a miserable, (laughs) it's a miserable holiday for a lot of people. And there's a lot of expectations and, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of letdowns and ups and downs like there is in the story of Kaylor. So, We're going to get started on this Odyssey. It's actually a three-part episode. So we're going to have the first episode launching today. The second and third are going to be on the Patreon. And for the third, we're joined by Madison from the Archers podcast. And we had such a good time and such a good conversation with her that we just, we couldn't save it all for Patreon. We recorded a two-hour episode and got so into analysis and pulled out so many new references um, so we're going to take about half an hour of that and put it up on the main feed. So mm-hmm. that's the lay of the land. And another thing that I would like to note is that we actually started this whole thing about a month and a half ago. We started recording in December. It was just meant to be a one episode, but we couldn't stop. It's like, once you take the lid off of this whole can of worms, Pandora's box, like it just keeps going. There's just more and more. So that's why at the beginning of the episode, I tell a story about meeting my boyfriend's family over Christmas. Don't worry. I'm not just like reliving that trauma like over and over. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry. I have lots of other traumas for that. Um, yeah. Do you have anything to add? <laughs> well, okay. So I feel like we really go in so deep on Taylor, on Carly, and we forgot a bit about Josh Kushner. And like when, when we bring him up with Madison, we were kind of all like, ooh. <laughs> and like, so I just wanted to add a few fun facts about him. His parents refused to meet Carly Kloss for six years, the first six years of their relationship, because they said she was a, lin- a lingerie lingerie modeling shiksa it's pronounced lingerie (laughs) (laughs) she says it was a lingerie model and a shiksa they called her a shake wait is it on record that they called her a shiksa or is that they they didn't say that to the press but it's been reported (gasps) upon a lot and apparently (gasps) fighting words i know and apparently even ivanka herself a former shiksa got in on this i mean (laughs) ivanka stooping low wow like groundbreaking His parents thought she was like too dumb to marry into the family because she hadn't gone to like Harvard or anything. And finally, after they got engaged, they agreed to meet her 
for like a drink. <laughs> wow. It's not shocking, but it's still important to know. And like, you know, this whole thing does not center around Josh Kushner, but it's kind no, of like, not at all, but it's kind of like war and peace where there's just so many characters and so many crucial facts about them that it's like, we need to really just like establish certain yeah. Key facts. Yeah. This is sort of a Shakespearean tale. And here's a quote from Forbes as heirs to billion dollar fortunes go. Josh is the self-made man of the family. <laughs> He's about as self-made as Kylie Jenner. So. <laughs> yeah, but okay, so he's a venture capitalist. And here's here's some of the winners he has picked. I have to say, the guy has an eye. He has backed early on Twitch, Spotify, Slack, and Instagram, and then founded Thrive Capital. So this guy is rich as fuck. And, and he's um, probably sitting around having steaks and like drinks with all these guys and they're t- and like oh yeah. And he's probably thrown his money at a lot of ventures that have failed. I just can't give him credit. <laughs> Sure. Even when it's probably no. due, like it's probably no, no. like I'm not saying we need to give a rich guy credit for investing in some some things that have ugh, turned out to you know be successful, but I'm just saying he's not dumb. At least we know he's not dumb. He went to Harvard, he has made some smart investments, he's not like a complete drugged out fuck up, is all I have to say about him. And no, that's it. I, I would say that everyone that we talk about today is incredibly sharp and intelligent, which is what makes this all the, the more juicy. What I have is something that it doesn't have to do with Kaler, but I need to get it off my chest before we get into it. I need to confess something to you today before we can proceed, which is just that I have been watching Aaron Carter's live streams again. Um, That's yeah, that's that's the place I'm at emotionally and spiritually. (laughs) It's because I mentioned on the Patreon that I watched House of Carter's multiple times and I had a few people reach out and tell me they did the same thing. It like both affirmed and enabled me. And then I followed him again and uh, I get like sucked back in late at night. I only saw one clip of him fighting three or other like men with a face full of tattoos and I didn't know what the story was. And I was just like, I have to disengage. I need to probably disengage too. And that's where like, I hope my confession like helps me. Like, I hope my confession uh, helps me go to that place. Oh yeah. Like, well, the first step is admitting you have a problem. Yeah, I have a problem. Like I ended up last night on his, uh, one of his lives on his Instagram page where like the first post is this upbeat little feature he did for some German TV show where he's like, Hey, like whatever channel, like welcome to my home. This is my beautiful fiance and baby. CPS has come seven times to try to take our baby away, but they haven't succeeded because I passed all the requirements. Come on in. Like literally we're almost verbatim. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh no. I know. I know. I know. It's so dark. Like it is truly the most. he is living in like a crack house episode of like MTV Cribs in his mind. Like, <laughs> come on in, everyone. Like, come to my den of horrors. Aaron's party never ended. Oh, Aaron. God. Okay. You know what? We need both a palate cleanser and a change in tone. Let's get back to the subject at hand to Kaylor. Two gorgeous, gorgeous girls. <laughs> Recapping yeah. the story of two other gorgeous, gorgeous girls. <laughs> what could be better? <laughs> okay, let's get into it. I got myself a little treat, which I found out from the internet is like something that's like chuggy to say. Like Gen Z thinks it's chuggy that like millennials say, I got myself a little treat, but I did. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, I was feeling sad and I was like, I'll get a bagel with lox and cream cheese. It's like normal. Mm. 
Um, and I got it in the box and then opened it up and it was like, it was like a nude bagel with all the, cre- like the cream cheese was in a little block on top of all the toppings. So it was like bagel, cream, uh, salmon, capers, tiny little onions, and then like cream cheese on top. And so I had to like, it was like some like deconstructed bagel. So I had to take everything apart and then spread the cream cheese and then like pile all the like little bits back on. Dang, that's, that sounds really hard. I actually used to be addicted to um, this place near my friend's house that had a toasted cheese bagel that they would serve with a block of cold cream cheese on it. And just something about that perfectly even block of cream cheese. I loved it. (laughs) Well, we're not the same. No, clearly not. Some oh people. God. Okay, but actually speaking of, speaking of real trauma, you didn't hear about my holiday disaster. You didn't hear about the full story. No. You were there for part of it. Okay. For anyone listening, we're recording these in advance. So this is the time is currently just post Christmas. And I had a full like whatever the opposite of like a Christmas miracle is. Um I think it's Christmas payback. Curse. Yeah, Christmas curse, um, which I feel like is payback for me being a Grinch every year um, and hating this holiday more than anything. <laughs> so, well, I mean, whatever. You're Jewish. You don't have to love Christmas. Well, that's, yeah, that's my whole thing is that I see it through the lens of someone who has no nostalgic memories. So I just see it for like the chaos that it is, <laughs> mm-hmm. the chaos and dysfunction. Um, <laughs> But basically, so you got my panic text or like my panic call actually at what? 1, 2 p.m. on December 24th. I was trying to say how fancy is like this whole like dinner where I'm going to meet your family. And he was trying to say like, not that fancy, but they will look nice. And I was showing you all my (laughs) grungy business casual clothes. You were like, no, (laughs) and found out that they got me a gift at this time so so you were there with me like on standby when I rushed to the department store December you know Christmas Eve whatever now it's like 3 p.m everyone in there is like in a full panic like me it's like just crowds of people um we're all just like breathing the same air like breathing the same stress (laughs) and like there's just few things in the world that makes me more stressed than shopping or Christmas spirit or like crowds in like a mall type of situation and like all three were just converging and like Michael Buble was just like blasting which also <laughs> it's just like true seventh layer of hell for me so then <laughs> you <laughs> you were like good friend as ever <laughs> dealing with my high maintenance self <laughs> like trying to like coach me through like getting the right outfit that like wasn't too thoughty wasn't too fancy like just right and then I, and then at this point I was like worked up into a frenzy. Like it was like, uh, two thirds of the way to a meltdown. And then I got to the shoe store and I explained my situation to this woman and she just looked me up and down. She's like, I'm going to help you. Like you really need a lot of help. And <laughs> I'm glad I was so worried you weren't going to get one-on-one attention. I did. I got a lot of one-on-one attention from a very like beautiful, um, sales attendant and she kept trying to give me heels and like, I can't walk in heels. I had to walk through the snow to get there. And then she's like, okay, what purse are you bringing? And I was like, well, this, this purse. And she's like, oh no, no, that's ugly. Like you need a different purse. And then she's like, okay, what style? Like, how are you going to style your hair? Like what jewelry? And I was like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) 
hadn't thought about it. She's like, okay, wait, we're going to, we're going to talk. <laughs> and, and then, and then at that point, like water just started streaming down my face. Like oh, it was like, cried. but it was more like, I don't even know if there was salt in it. It was just simply like, it was just rolling down my face while I was talking. It was uncontrollable. <laughs> I haven't had a meltdown like this in a long time. So I guess I was due for it. And then I was driving and this man, like I was at the red light, and this man at the stoplight, like comes to like ask me for change. And at this point I was bawling. He, at first he was like, oh, do you want some, like, do you have change? And I was like, I don't like trying, but my window was closed and I couldn't hear him. And I thought he kept saying, but do you have change? And I was like, no. And then this went back and forth like five times. And I realized he was trying to ask me like, are you okay? And then eventually oh it was just God. like thumbs up or thumbs down. It was like a thumbs up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. And then he felt bad for you. Oh, gosh. yeah. Oh, well, Aww. yeah. I just, <laughs> oh, yeah. He felt this, like wellness check. I'm like, not well, oh, but God. I'm just going to keep driving. <laughs> but I got home and I collected myself. And then <laughs> I went to Oliver's and the plan was to meet his mom pick her up drive her to his sister's house for Christmas dinner so I'm like meet her for the first time like trying to be all like presentable and driving at the same time and then we were like two-thirds of the way there and I heard this loud pop in my car and I was just like yeah like full that then I was just I was like past tender I was like in a full dis- disassociated state like I just like couldn't feel my arms and legs but I was like and they're like oh maybe I was a pothole it's like yeah maybe like in the back of my head thinking that was not a pothole but I wanted to believe it was and then my car just slowly like sputtered to a stop and I was in the <laughs> middle of the road and I just veered it it just had enough juice to veer it off to the side not in a parking spot but not on the road <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> sorry boyfriend's mom that I met 15 minutes ago I ended up <laughs> spending an hour and a half <laughs> dealing with like the tow truck people on Christmas trying oh, to god yeah. the worst day to possibly need a tow truck yeah well and uh, and he was giving me the dumb blonde treatment like I kept telling him what was wrong and he just for some reason didn't believe me and he kept looking to Oliver and Oliver knows nothing about cars and I know a tiny bit but more than him and I was like look at like I'm talking to you so I would talk to him then he would direct then he would look back and respond to Oliver and Oliver's like I don't know and and then yeah that's frustrating but well because because he didn't believe me he didn't like he didn't even pull up the tow truck nearby because he's like, oh, I'll just drive your car over to him. Like, you can't, you can't do it. It's <laughs> he didn't even believe you that you're like, car no go. I'm like, car no go. Well, the car would turn on for a second and then turn back off. So I was like, the right. yeah, car's not, but he didn't know, he didn't believe it. So yeah. And then so he kept having to get more and more specialized equipment as he realized that I was telling him the truth. Mm. <laughs> and and um Oliver's family is just like watching from the window like <laughs> with like Christmas dinner getting cold <laughs> and then he told me away uh and everyone's on vacation mechanic wise so I'll find out in like two weeks what my fate is <laughs> well that's absolutely brutal I'm really sorry that that happened worst possible timing really um yeah but <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was but that's okay um <sighs> So I just thought I'd tell you about the resolution of my Christmas, but 
I'm really glad to hear it. I personally have been in heaven with the Boxing Day sales. I've just been getting dopamine hit after dopamine hit, just (laughs) completely overspending, like breaking all my own rules. Like I told myself, if I ever buy something and then the company emails me back being like, we refunded your order because of whatever reason. And like that I would take that as a sign and like not buy again. <laughs> so I got that from like, they were like, we don't deliver to PO boxes. Um, but if you re-enter your address as your physical address, we'll send it. And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to get this $300 jacket. I'll just, I'll just spend like 200 on like some nice, like wool sweaters. And then I did that. And then I couldn't stop thinking about the jacket. So then I also bought the jacket. I went back and and I'm also buying a dining room um, set from Facebook Marketplace. It's getting what, delivered tomorrow. What do you mean a dining room set? Like a table and chairs? Yeah, like <laughs> a larger dining room table and uh, four chairs. <laughs> so just a few, a few knickknacks. Dropping a few G's, just like feeling like I want to nest and collect and be a fashion <laughs> icon and just like, you know, live the fantasy. Wow. <laughs> Um, our end, and so you will with no consequences at any point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully I won't be alive to face them. That's, that's all I care about. We're here to call an emergency Gaylor meeting. <laughs> we were going to do yes. a whole different podcast and then you needed to talk about Gaylor. And I was happy because I had wanted to before and you were kind of like on the fence and, and I yeah. feel like it's one of those things where you you hit a pocket of gossip or blinds or an article about it and go down like the rabbit hole with it and it becomes yes. all consuming. And so let's let's get I, I, I've got myself back to that place. Um, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's talk about it, because I have gone from being um, like a true Hitler believer like thinking that she was just a heterosexual woman who wrote the songs about the guys she acted like they were about. And then I went to like being 50, 50, like, Oh, maybe she's hooked up with women. There's a lot of good evidence. Like other, like other accounts have talked about this. It started creeping in my algorithm on TikTok. Like I'm starting to see like that there are like thousands and thousands of people who like truly, truly believe like in Gaylor, in Kaylor, in Swift Gron which is okay. Diana Agron. <laughs> but we're talking about Taylor Swift and we're talking about all the rumors about her secretly having like a lifetime of relationships with women, covering it up, thinking about coming out of the closet, going back in and all that. So we're just, we're, we're ready to talk about it pretty much mm-hmm. as we always are. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about it freely. Obviously this is gossip. We don't know if it's hundred percent true, hundred percent false, somewhere in the middle. Nobody knows. I, yeah, I've been a Gaylor believer uh, for a while, pretty much ever since you showed me those interviews with her and Carly Kloss back when they were like in the height of their like be- best friendship. And they were just. And this was like a month ago, wasn't it? That we like, this was like, we were first only touching the tip of the Gaylor iceberg like one or two months ago. And I've gone yeah. from nothing to 100% in, in that time. Well, because it's like, I mean, because if you're not looking for the rumors it's not like they're super out there I mean it depends Mm -hmm. on like what type of pop culture you're consuming but her media machine is extremely powerful and (laughs) works very hard to keep the sort of like 
narrative going that she you know she she's had a few she's had a few male a-list lovers and now she's settled down with joe and and then but i am also a firm believer that like when there's smoke there's fire including with celebrity stuff and when there's enough rumors there's some element of truth absolutely and there's enough rumors i have literally 10 pages of notes i'm gonna try to be brief but like (laughs) this is gonna be a long one i feel and i'm glad we're talking about this because i feel very much that i've been bullied by the children into not talking about this on the tiktoks (laughs) i i've been talking about random couples not even getting into any person's sexuality not even mentioning it this is one instance where everyone was like obviously you're implying that you're outing someone like why don't you just go out and say it like this is wrong but I'm, I'm not, i haven't even done that like talking about sean and camilla i'm like that's entirely your projection i'm talking about pr couples but i talk about all, all kinds of pr couples and i say that there's infinite reasons why you would be paired together and i never say that i definitively know what that is but then it's like that is homophobic to just to to even say that hinting or implying that someone might be gay is wrong and the most horrible thing you could say when I'm speculating about all these other things and you're not saying that that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And like, there are some people who think it's never okay to speculate about someone's sexuality, but we're going to be doing that today. <laughs> but <laughs> and but like- also context is so important because if it's someone... In your regular life, no, there's no reason for it. They have they're not a public figure. It, everyone's entitled to their privacy. Um, but that's not who we're talking about. We're talking about celebrities that have made millions yeah. and millions of dollars off of putting their lives out to the public and putting their life up for discussion. And that's that's what they're selling us. So they're not absolutely they're, they're not someone uh in danger of getting kicked out by their family and being homeless like there is there is a lot of danger in your regular life with people that you don't Mm -hmm. know their situation with outing them what that can do this is not that (laughs) these are celebrities that have sat down with their teams and said look we're gonna lose the teen the tween girl market if you come out yeah and like we're truly like huge fans like we're stands really of taylor we love her art we examine it we talk about her lyrics what do they mean like this, this will all be done, hopefully, respectfully, because I do respect her. So, you know, I know you well, do too. But like, I think that'll come across. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I love Taylor Swift. I can't stop talking about her. I can't stop speaking in her lyrics like <laughs> Shakespeare. Hmm. Um, yet we're older. And with that comes, I think when you're younger, like you, you kind of just believe you're more what you're spoon fed and like you, you yeah you have more of like an idolization of like celebrities people in your life whatever and then that like veil starts to fall and we read each other we read taylor we love each other we love like it's fine you know we're not yeah we do love each other and we're best friends but not like this <laughs> not like not like taylor and carly my god no i don't think i've had that much chemistry with like people never, dated. <laughs> I have never had pictures come out but let, let's get into it okay okay let's get into it let's get into it <laughs> um oh. I think it all starts like when Taylor is like in her red era in like red 2012 era? yeah like in 2012 like December 2012 January 2013 she dates Harry Styles for like two seconds 
And there's so many blinds about it saying it's completely fake. It was, I think, two months, two, three months that they dated. And same with Jake Gyllenhaal. It was three months. I don't think that someone can have that much of an impact on you that you write one and a half albums about it, about them and talk about it for 10 years. No, if you know someone for two months, they're a stranger. They're, They're a footnote. Like, Unless they burn your house down, you're you've moved on after a, a little bit, and you never even got to know each other. No, it takes years. But anyway, so the blinds are already saying this relationship is just for the paparazzi. They're photographed every time they've ever spoken to each other. They've never kissed. They've never spent the night together. They're going to kiss one time on New Year's Eve publicly, and then they're going to break up shortly thereafter. And they did. They were at the New Year's ball drop in New York City. So like, you know, 100,000 people saw them kiss. You can find that video on YouTube. It's extremely awkward. There is no chemistry. And the relationship was over days later. Yeah. And and so the like anti the people that are against this narrative say that Taylor Swift's was super public about her relationship, super free, whatever. And then the press became really critical. And then she went into hiding. Whereas like, no, that's not the case. She, the whole time, there is just nothing that would inspire tens of thousands of people over, over a decade to be writing the same blinds and the same rumors about, about this. Like there's just, there's, there, there isn't, that doesn't exist unless there's truth. And, and Harry Styles has a lot of his own blinds. Like he's, she, Mm -hmm. she, she's gone through her beards and Harry Styles was one of them. He was one of the most famous ones. And it's perfect. It's just mutually beneficial to both of them, both their careers. Yeah. I feel like he's sexy to like men and women. Um, and he he's like gender bender. And even with all these like characters now emerging and being okay with like wearing nail polish, whatever, Hollywood, including music and film, are still portrayed as like this totally like white bread hetero land of just married people and people just dating Mm -hmm. and then having like a little fight and breaking up and you know everyone's pretty sober they have a few drinks and that's that's what we're fed and it's such bullshit yeah and uh when I was talking to some friends about this before um about whether it's true that like we're gonna list so many celebrities that are allegedly in the closet and like we're like is it even true that it would negatively affect your career to be outed or to come out on your own terms like are you not going to sell as many records are you not going to get leading man roles or leading lady roles anymore and, and we were like I feel like we're past that as a culture you know you see Cara Delevingne is still modeling and um who else recently came out uh, well Lil Nas X is really you know selling a ton and but Lil Nas X was the names of Cara Delevingne and Lil Nas X they're some of the first in their industries to do it and it's so recent like Lil Nas X it feels like he's been Mm -hmm. around for forever but Old Town Road came out what 2018 2019 and then he didn't come out for another year after that it's like it's been about what I mean this might be a little like two years ish and how recent it was that they were allowed to make blockbusters about just women telling stories about themselves that has nothing to do with them chasing men that was so recent too so it's not even about, of course, we feel like, yeah, we're ready. We're in, tw- you know, this is the year. And like, why would you still be in the closet? But it's it's like Hollywood music executives are still run by like old white men. 
And some of these celebrities, like it might not be for career reasons. It might be for family reasons. They might come from a really strict religious family. Like we don't know. We don't know the reasons for being in the closet, if they even are. But anyway, they might think that that's going to damage them and not and also not want to take the risk and not want to be the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure many of them just don't think it's worth the risk and kind of want to keep their like sex life and relationship life private anyway. So they're kind of like, what's the harm? And like having a few like fake setups. So after Taylor, Harry is seen dating Cara Delevingne, speaking of. (laughs) Um, And of course, she eventually, you know, comes out as gay. So take that for what you will. And then 2013 happens. Um, June 2013, Taylor says she wants to meet Carly. And the first time they do meet is in November 2013 at the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. Um, there's, there's video of this, of their first meeting. Um, they're backstage. Taylor is just like staring at Carly with like her mouth open kind of. And she looks like really nervous. And Carly's kind of dancing and talking to someone else. Um, and then like Taylor performs as Carly like walks Carly. the runway. Oh, Carly Kloss. Oh, right, right. Carly Kloss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and Carly tweets a picture of her favorite moment from Taylor's performance when Carly's walking the runway and they're like pointing to each other, dancing, connecting. And like the chemistry is definitely electric from the jump. Oh, yeah. And and whether Joe Alwyn's a beard or not, we'll get into that later. We know that Taylor Swift loves people that look exactly like her. Yeah. And, and sometimes I can't tell if I'm looking at a picture of Carly or Taylor. No, they look, the, they're the same. <laughs> the same they look person. almost exactly the same. And they have yeah. the same vibe, you know? Yeah. And that's what Taylor said. Like, she's like, oh, I want to be friends with Carly Kloss because makeup artists are always saying, oh my God, they need to meet. They're exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. And that's who she is the most attracted to. <laughs> yes. Yes. She loves that. Um, because Joe also looks just like her. She does. And this whole, this, where this started, you know, and the whole compilation of clips that I saw of them doing like interviews about their friendship is what, <laughs> what brought me over to this side because their chemistry is scintillating. It's electric. It could start a fire. Like, I, yeah, like I said, like, I don't, I've dated people and had like that. I, I've never had this <laughs> chemistry. No. <laughs> It's just, it's like twin flame shit. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's like staring like deep into each other's eyes and like them both like sparkling with words untold and like while they're like talking about each other's like skin and hair and I'm just like what do you guys should I leave? Like I'm watching an old clip on YouTube. But yes. I, think I need to like give you guys like, some wow, space. I, oh god, I shouldn't be seeing this totally. Um <laughs> I'm just going to blaze through some like really spicy blinds about Tyler or t- Tyler. <laughs> Taylor. Mine's always on Tyler Cameron of The Bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's your toxic trait. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, go. (laughs) So, like in 2014, this is sort of Taylor's like era that she was like slut shamed a lot. This was like her wild phase. So, there's blinds about Taylor and Emma Stone secretly being like Coke buddies (laughs) and a bunch of blinds about Taylor like hooking up with guys that are either in relationships or much older guys like her and John Mayer were definitely a thing there's blinds that he got her pregnant (laughs) so that's a little scandalous um there's blinds that Tim McGraw cheated on Faith Hill with Taylor um and you may remember Taylor's first country hit was a song called Tim McGraw so maybe I feel like he would have at least like reached out to her yeah Um, I didn't listen to the blinds for so long because I didn't think blinds were a legitimate news source 
until I realized, Mama, what's the difference between that and the regular news? There is no difference. Well, just- yeah, you don't know which what is true. Truly, yeah. we, you never know. Even in, um, even in the most serious publications, they're quoting source anonymous people that wish to yeah. remain anonymous. What's the difference between that and a blind? Or, and and what is the value of um like an official statement because like as someone who used to work in politics i can tell you those are the most bullshit things you will get the least close to the truth will be an official statement from a pr person of course and it's up to us to decide so there's rumors that ryan adams cheated on manny moore with taylor that bradley cooper cheated on suki waterhouse with taylor all kinds of dramatic stuff and gossip but no like relationships for her um and then in march 2014 the iconic Big Sur road trip happens between Carly and Taylor. And clearly this changes everything. The pictures, everyone should Google the pictures. They're so romantic. Yeah. Um, and uh, we, we saw that clip where a reporter asks Taylor where he should take his wife on their honeymoon. And she says, Big Sur. So like, if it's the most romantic place she's ever been and she's been all around the world, like, I think that says something. And flash forward to folklore, starting off with a song called The One about a lost love, but it's the one, number one, as in the number one highway. Mm, interesting. I've, I've that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's all about, you know, um, like, wishing someone well, but like, you know, it's the ultimate person who got away that you'll never get over. It would have been fun if you would have been the one. I definitely think it's about Carly. One number one, and that's and that's another thing too is that um, for the for the people saying, oh, it's off limits to talk about this. Taylor's entire career is based off of leaving Easter eggs in every single lyric, outfit, performance for us to to guess what the hidden meaning is. That's, yeah, she that's the genius wants of the people. Marketing. She wants people to engage with mysteries, with Easter eggs, with secret meaning. She she encourages that. She does, and she's the best at it. Yes, she is. Um, so from this trip, Carly Instagrams a picture of a yellow daisy on the dashboard of the car and tags the daisy as Taylor Swift. And this is, like, extremely important to the Gaylor community. <laughs> people, like... Oh my God, wait, I once was Poison Ivy, but now I'm your Daisy. Is that exactly? (gasps) They're like, okay, so Daisy is like a nickname for Taylor or like just a reflection of how like Carly sees Taylor. And they both, after this trip, they post all over Tumblr and they're like, this was the best trip of our lives. And then Taylor captions. We've been on lots of friend road trips too. Like we're not, we're not saying that just Mm because you go on a trip with your friend, you're fucking each other. Like we, (laughs) (laughs) but but it's to do with the like, faces pressed up against each other like leaning in just looking like uh they're like like spoon hugging always they're yeah Yeah. they're kissing each other's faces like feeding each other strawberries Mm -hmm. it's like very (laughs) there's a vibe (laughs) the vibe is romance (laughs) um so she captions a photo of the two of them on the way home which is a parallel to her lyrics from the song you are in love where she says you can hear it in the silence you can feel it on the way home you can see it with the lights out. You are in love, true love. And she had said that that song was about Jack Antonoff's relationship with Lena Dunham. Sure. But who knows? She's not admitted to any of this. She's very quick to deflect. But it's like, how? of course you're capable of this. Anyone who's a good writer can write fiction. And we've also seen that. If you if you don't believe that she can write fiction, then, then explain folklore and evermore. 
completely well i'm gonna get into that i don't think it's entirely fiction (laughs) but but she's but yeah but i mean any any writer who's worth their weight can take their experiences and then not write them completely literally but shape them yeah sure yeah sure and and that's why it's always plausible that they were just friends maybe she did take certain things and twist it write write stories as if it was romantic write songs as if it was romantic but they were inspirations from her friendship who knows but yeah maybe she just had a room in her house even though they both lived in the same district of new york um just okay here's getting ahead (laughs) here's a quote from carly about making taylor move to new york Taylor travels a lot. She almost moved to London and I said, nope, not happening. She now lives in New York. She's really good at decorating her house. Her house is really great. And Taylor says, I was so intimidated by the city for so long. I thought I would never be able to make it here because I wasn't bold enough, brave enough to take on this huge city and all of its blaring honesty. And then at a certain point, I just thought I'm ready. Honesty. I'm, re- mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm ready to be and- honest with my desires. Like you were just saying, Carly's rich. She had her own apartment in Manhattan in the same neighborhood, the West Village, a few blocks away. I Google mapped it. You're like the West psych- Village. Yes. From- okay. Sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait, wait, it's wait, wait, all wait. there. It's all there. <laughs> okay. So their, their apartments were a, an 11-minute walk apart. But Carly had a bedroom <laughs> at Taylor's because she stayed over that much. And... Carly had allegedly been dating Joshua Kushner since she was 19 years old, but they still didn't live together. And she lived with Taylor and they had multiple framed pictures of them all over the apartment. And it, Taylor in interviews, I remember this because I, I just believed it at the time. This was also like when Taylor was also in her squad years. Mm-hmm. And, and all of these rumors are also wrapped up in the fact that I feel like Taylor has like some sort of arrested development from like at her teenage years where she still feels like this bullied person who doesn't fit in and isn't cool and just wants to be accepted by you know the cool girls and everything and 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 she always kind of still gives off that energy and and ultimately as much as I I think she's a complete genius um in her songwriting and her marketing I don't think she's cool she's not she's not like inherently cool she knows that and it pains her (laughs) No, she's not chill. What like chill. has never been chill in her life, which mm-hmm. you know, relatable, I guess. But it, she's not. There's nothing effortless. She's always trying a little too. She's doing a little too much. She's always trying a little too hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So that's that's the summer of 2014, and that's when oh, they start sorry, being spotted wait, everywhere. I just, I just wanted to say about their about Carly's room in her house that I remember right reading an interview where Taylor's like, yeah, this is Carly's room. It's filled with like her favorite things. Um. There's bowls of like her favorite snacks and like art that she likes and these this special bedding that she and it's like, okay. I mean, I feel like you and I are good friends and we do we <laughs> accommodate each other, but a whole room in your house when you live around the corner for what it feels very like old ladies you know growing old together and being like yep they were roommates Mm -hmm. and history said they were roommates (laughs) exactly besties um so carly's apartment has a garden entrance with a garden gate and you may recall in the song cruel summer of course and through the garden gate every night that summer just to steal my fate and, and I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you. The amount of songs that are about this like intense burning desire that has to be hidden 
by secrecy. Why as a grown up, just because you're a celebrity, just because you're famous, why do you need to hide your relationship? You wouldn't. She would never need to hide her relationship with a D-list male actor that nobody gives a shit about. Like (laughs) she would never need to have her hands shaking from holding back from you in a crowd. Like our secret moments in a crowded room. Why are you having secret moments? Unless you're having 1 billion affairs with married people. Like there's, there's no conceivable reason that I could think of of why you would need to have all this secrecy, all these brain desires. And that's what, like, that's why she spawned so many um, accounts. Um, September, 2014, Taylor does a cover story with Rolling Stone. And there's lots of interesting quotes in here. That's where you hear her describe you know, Carly's room with her treats and everything. And then, you know, she talks about, she's so paranoid about privacy. And she says, there's someone whose entire job it is to find out things I don't want the world to see. They look at your career, they look at what you prioritize, and they try to find out what will be the most revealing or hurtful. Um, Different phases of your life have different levels of traumatizing heartbreak. At this period of my life, my heart was not broken. 1989 is not as boy-centric of an album because my life hasn't been (laughs) boy-centric. Yeah, we know. And then girl. she said, and we know that also as Taylor historians, we know that every single photo that's ever been taken of her is vetted by her and on purpose. And every time she's not wanting to be seen, she's not to she's the point seen. to the point yeah. that they will stuff her into a suitcase. Probably. No one can confirm, but any real Taylor <laughs> head knows that there was one point where one incident where she didn't want to be seen. They fully put her in a suitcase, wheeled her out of her hotel yeah (laughs) yeah like I mean it it makes so much sense like she she's gone basically years without being seen when she doesn't want to after the whole Kanye feud she just disappeared and she's someone that people would want to take pictures of getting a coffee at Starbucks in the morning looking like shit like people want those pictures but they don't get them and that is not by accident. They'll take any old, yeah, they'll take any old photos of her looking great, looking like shit. When she's out, she's photographed and she is aware of that. And even I was thinking too about, this was a million years ago, but when she was still like, even in her country phase, like she was really young. I remember her saying that she was getting off a plane to go play a gig and realized that she didn't have makeup on her. And so she drew eyeliner on with permanent marker on her lids. And like, that's how concerned she's always been about looking Mm-hmm. you know, presentable when she is being photographed. Yeah. She's way. very like insecure about her appearance and she like micromanages her, like her makeup and her hair and her weight and stuff. Like she's like commented on that before. Um, so here's a, a quote about girls. When your number one priority is getting a boyfriend, you're more inclined to see a beautiful girl and think, Oh, she's going to get that hot guy. I wish I was dating. But when you're not boyfriend shopping, you're able to step back and see other girls who are killing it and think, God, I want to be around her. It's like this blazing bonfire. You can either be afraid of it because it's so powerful and strong, or you can go stand near it because it's fun and makes you brighter. I love that. I love that too. And like either way, friends and feminism or gay, love that quote. Happy for her. Um, And so they talk about how she wrote the song out of the woods about a snowmobile accident that nobody ever found out about like where she went to the hospital and the reporter is like wow I can't believe that didn't wind up on the internet and Taylor says people think they know the whole narrative of my life I put that line there to remind people that there are really big things that they don't know about yeah I remember that lyric and 
it's very rare that we get an a literal explanation of her cryptic lyrics. That's that's a thing. It's that is extremely uncommon, but that is her wink and a nod saying, "Yes, you are on the right track like this." It, there's there's things you don't know about me, about me and my burning secrets. <laughs> Everyone thinks that they know us, but they know nothing. Another quote from Dress, which is one of her top three gayest songs. Yeah, and we know that she's not, I mean, save for like whatever, an occasional like one or two little cute little coke rumors of her like once or twice doing it with Emma Stone. There's no drug content. Like there's more, the, all the mm-hmm. rumors, all the blinds, all the rumors have to do with her being extremely uptight about people even being around her on drugs because she doesn't want any sort of like photograph or association or anything even when there's ndas private parties she's like no you can't be here if you're doing drugs that's what all the main rumors have to say so she's her burning secrets are not they're not a drug addiction Mm -hmm. she's not broke (laughs) you know what is it yeah taylor um so october 2014 is when 1989 comes out the album and Tar- uh, Tarly, Taylor and Carly go to the New York Knicks game. These photos are iconic. They're drinking beer out of plastic cups. They look like newlyweds. They're glowing. They're holding hands. They are whispering to each other. Um, and there's a video where Carly says, relax. And Taylor says, I'll try. And this is one of the photo sets where I think they look like they have the most chemistry and that's where I like compare my relationships and I'm like damn if you took pictures of me and my partner at a, at a basketball game we are not like gazing at each other and like hands all over each other like this like they yeah I don't believe in couple goals but if I did it would be Carly and Taylor's secret relationship <laughs> yeah but, but but maybe also something is more there is more chemistry or there is more kind of sparkle around it when it is like this is our secret secret. yeah it's like forbid it's like it's like when you're young and you're like we're gonna do bad stuff because we're not supposed to and it's so exciting yeah whereas when you're in a normal relationship you're like yeah hey do you want to come over cool see ya yeah that's it (laughs) yeah and they're like they're like little physical contacts are always like pushing and pushing like everyone hugs their friends or puts their arm around their friends but the way they hug is like hips and butt and like nose in the neck and like it is so intimate and it's it's so that vibe of like when you want to hug someone and you know like you can't like hook up with them so maybe you make that hug like last a little longer and like yeah you just I'm I'm big on reading body language (laughs) that whole analysis and I believe that when two people hug you can tell if if they've smashed at some point (laughs) or want to like it's just yeah and I'm and you know me I'm the queen of extended hugs that last a little longer than my friends would like to yeah but you, your hands don't wander yeah I'm just getting the death grip I'm just like let's yeah you're like a boa constrictor you just like slowly yeah life out of people I'm more of a koala yeah more of a koala I just want I just want compression no but yeah I don't I don't there's so many videos of them touching each other's butts like so many like like brushing and holding and like squeezing and it's like okay yeah 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 yeah. but but also I I know Taylor I know Taylor well personally she's a close Mm -hmm. personal friend um I feel like she also she I think she really loves the idea of being this like secret 
bad girl you know oh yeah I, well that's she another love the thrill because she is so in control at all times like and and so for her to be like look at what we're getting away with you know she would just like that would you know oh, yeah and there's her. that's why there's allegedly so many songs about it like illicit affairs and so it goes when she says I'm not a bad girl but I do bad things with you like that's so Tay <laughs> I know and when reputation came out we were both like we both had to talk about how like, we were un- traumatized un- from we were- trying to imagine her and Joe having sex we were like there's there's zero chance that she like gets flushed from seeing his hands around a glass no this is not about him this like pale anemic man <laughs> Yes. Like, I'm also just not attracted to like British guys, but like, even even if you are, like, sure, he's not, he's symmetrical enough, but he's not, he's this... not gorgeous. No, he's not, no. he's not a sex god. Like, he just no. looks like a, a good old chap, a good old quiet chap. <laughs> you can see them when they're together, they have no chemistry. Like, that's, you can't fake that. Yeah. That's true. Or and you could actually if you were a better actor, but he's no, not. But, but even the best of actors, even the best actors in the world who are known for that get paid to be coupled up with someone in some like blockbuster movie and they're they're both paid millions of dollars and and they can't fake it. And they yeah. can do a good job acting, but you can see the movies where the actors genuinely like in the movie and then after in the press tour, they like have this bubbling, you know, thing between them. They have this banter like um for example, like Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, whether, I mean, that's a whole other story in terms of, you know, rumors. Yeah, and they, they at least sold it. They, they sold, sold the shit it. out of it. And, and even if it's just in a friendship, you can have chemistry with someone in a friendship way. But if you don't mm-hmm. like someone, your acting will only take it so far. There's something, there's a secret ingredient that you can't fake. Yeah. And even for the biggest actors in the world, they still do chemistry reads, they call them like, okay, yeah. you guys are both the best people for the part, but now we have to see you together. Can you sell chemistry? Because not everyone can do it. Exactly. exactly. Um, so November 2014, Taylor plays the Victoria's Secret fashion show for the second year in a row while Carly walks again. Now, Taylor does not need this gig. Clearly, she's there just to support Carly and for them to have this moment again together. All these, like, they are so public. They are so out on the town for these few years that they spend as friends or whatever. Like they are at every major Hollywood event. They are filmed so much. They are in crowded rooms constantly. And that's got to be what the song is about. Like um, all of this patience, pining, desperately waiting. You say my name and everything just stops. I don't want you like a best friend. That is a smoking gun lyric to me because as a straight woman, I have never had to say to a man, I don't want you like a best friend. It's, <laughs> it's implied. <laughs> like, <laughs> You just don't have to make that distinction. Like, Also, I can't think of any situation in life where I've been in a, having a secret moment with someone in a room like where it's so burning never. that it's all consuming and I'm shaking, which is what this song is about. I mean, I've had you, everyone's had moments when they're with someone and they're like, okay, let's get out of here. You know, you yeah. but that's like full body shakes being like, oh my God, I can't like, like- my hands are shaking from holding back from you like I'm holding (laughs) back so much it's like what would you yeah and and when she wants us to see you know what she wants us to see like let's take the Met Gala where you're not even allowed to film anything um and there's footage of her dancing the night away with Tom Hiddleston you know and Carly Kloss 
Yeah. Well, and Carly like, Claus, but she's not worried about that footage, you know, people no. reading into it at the time. Well, yeah. I mean, actually, so in December <laughs> 14, <did> December 2014 <laughs> was when Kissgate happens, where the video of Carly and Taylor kissing at the 1975 concert comes out. Yeah. And after that, out. they are watch the tapes, together. watch the tapes, everyone. If Roll you the footage. Um, <laughs> Roll they, the footage. <laughs> they're, they're grabbing each other's face. They're swaying together, making out like they're clearly wasted, but they're it. Yeah. Yeah. The chemistry is wild. Like, you know, and people knew right away and it got a lot of press. And then after that, they cooled off. They weren't seen together till February. So three yeah. months later. And how convenient that allegedly this entire time, Carly Kloss is, is still with Kushner. You know, yeah, he's like off somewhere. Who knows? Like doing whatever. But it's like, oh, two people that need to keep their like lives notoriously private and want to, you know, do stuff on the side, but can't because they're public image. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so February 2015 is when they do that Vogue cover story that we've been talking about. The one where they recreate their trip to Big Sur. It looks like a wedding photo shoot. They're both in like beaded white gowns and some of the pictures they're spooning. They're they're sleeping in a trailer together like and they also do a video called the friendship test which is the one i hope if people google one they google this one yeah that's what we've been talking about in terms of that's what swayed me is is they're sitting facing each other and they're doing a friendship test but they are just whew, it looks like, like they're they they're about to kiss at any moment yeah um, it looks like they're about to throw the table to the side and yeah and i'm like yeah and would watch like i'm like this is this is like <laughs> they're this is intense yeah. and this is their like this is their peak of beauty i love like taylor's she has the like blunt bangs and a little bob yeah. at this time and they're just they look incredible it suits and, her personality mm-hmm, yeah she's like a mini anna wintour kind of <laughs> um they so they're asked what emoji they represent and carly says taylor's a princess and taylor says carly's a sunshine and so remember that because those are important. remember that for later <laughs> we'll be tested on this <laughs> and um, here's another smoking gun this is sort of the the peak of them this time and that same month um taylor is front row with carly at an oscar de la renta fashion show and she's asked by a, a reporter why are you there and she says i can't answer my publicist would get mad at me why an interview quote from taylor about carly um she puts everyone's needs and wants before her own she's so giving so warm so open and i'm really drawn to people who are all of those things Mm, in love um she's seen with to be be fair i mean i'm i'm someone who's (laughs) i love friendship (laughs) and Mm -hmm. i love my friends and i will compliment everyone to the point that people get uncomfortable because i don't (laughs) i don't care (laughs) Mm-hmm. and so those isolated not so crazy like I would say that about my friends I think they're all perfect angels in my eyes but given the full body of work yeah so yeah I mean interesting. I think yeah they're in love um so <laughs> now we arrive at March 2015 and there's a blind that says um that Taylor Swift and Cara Delevingne got into a huge screaming fight last week at the Brit Awards after party because Cara thinks Taylor should be more forthcoming about her sexuality. And we all know Cara Delevingne is very messy. I could very much yeah. see this happening. She outs people. 
yeah, she's just, she doesn't, <laughs> to me, she doesn't sound like a very pleasant person to be around. She sounds, she seems like completely wild, but not in a fun way, like in a kind of scary way. <laughs> yeah, you can handle Kara. I mean, I wouldn't so want to about is it. the thing. I don't, <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> I think, oh my God. I, she's so gorgeous. I would let her potentially ruin my life, but. Um... I, I also was not, I think. I was I forgot about her for a while and then she came back to the Met Gala this year with the Peg the Patriarchy shirt thing. Yeah, that I was, was annoying. Not, it was so annoying. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. Yeah. Um, then there's a second part of the blind that says that Kara is telling anyone who listens that she had sex with Selena Gomez and that both Selena and Taylor only like women. <laughs> who knows? Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, who's to say? But you know what's so funny too about... So when people are talking about motivations because I talk a lot online about PR relationships people getting paired together and I get that you know I think the younger audience will be like what do you mean they're in love why would people do that it's like every day of our lives we see regular people with no money involved just with someone for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. every day and married for the wrong reasons with kids Mm -hmm. for what for the appearance for people do it to give off the vibe that they're not sad, lonely people, (laughs) even if they're with some loser who doesn't make them happy. So why would celebrities not also be with someone for the wrong reason, especially when they're all, I think they're all stunted emotionally. Mm -hmm. Cause that's what I think that would happen to anyone. If you're surrounded by every single person who you ever meet, either thinks they know you want something from you or is telling you how to live your life or insulting you. Yeah. No one comes at you neutrally. Yeah, that's very true. There's a little blind here about um, Joshua Kushner and Carly Kloss. Supposedly, this A-list model has been dating a guy for ages. Although they are rarely seen, except when a little PR is necessary, she insists they are a couple. How come he tells everyone the pair has never so much as made out in all the time they have dated? (laughs) That would be quite scandalous if she if they had never kissed. That's the most scandalous <laughs> thing to ever come out of the Kushner family. <laughs> By far. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 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 But they're they're the whole, I mean, it not every gay rumor is true, but Hollywood is just a bunch of theater kids running around a bunch of yeah. weird and theater like, kids who are outcast and who just want to I have a theory that when people are hot enough there is no such thing as like sexuality or like a sexual preference <laughs> like once everyone is like at a 10 I think anything goes okay I have a long toxic line that I want to get through I'll try to be fast um we love, we love to be toxic here one day something sounds like a great idea Then you wake up from the fog six months later and wonder how you got into that position and how you're going to escape. Escaping can be tough. This relationship started just like all of her other fake relationships. Well, not exactly. The guys who might be gay, she approached. And then there's in brackets, Taylor Lautner, Corey Monteith, Jake Gyllenhaal, Eddie Redmayne, Harry Styles, Patrick Schwarzenegger, Alexander Skarsgård, Zac Efron. She always thought that would work best. She would be the loving, attentive girlfriend and they would be with her while living their down low life and never the two would meet. Turns out that didn't work out as well as she envisioned. What it did was leave her single the vast majority of the time. Uh, Sure, she covered it by always being busy. 
Um, but at some point people were going to ask her when she was going to get back on the horse. She didn't want to, she was perfectly happy with her girlfriend, Carly, very happy. Then all that got destroyed and it was back to finding a guy, a different approach this time, draw him in and promise the world. Um, tell Calvin Harris, the deal will be worth millions and he wouldn't have to do anything except for show up a few times a year and pretend to be loyal, but he couldn't handle it. He's been hooking up with fans, been caught cheating, Um, so she drew from her extensive contacts and found two women who would be more than happy to take care of Calvin. They travel with him and share his hotel suites with him. They are there 24 seven to take care of him and report back to Taylor. He shows up when she asks, she has access to his social media accounts and make sure he shows the appropriate level of responses to her posts. Everything is well thought out and calculated except for the end game. Those who saw him recently say he is not enjoying this. This is not something he's going to be able to get out of anytime soon without some serious collateral damage. Right now, he has to stick it through until after the holidays. I mean, yeah, just like it can't be true that everyone who's had gay rumors is, but it's not completely false. Far from Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I mean, Calvin Harris might be one of her only boyfriends who does not have gay rumors. I've heard gay rumors. Really? Okay. Well, (laughs) gay rumors, I guess. But like. And also, um, anyone who claims to date Rita Ora like usually there's something going on (laughs) Rita Ora's uh had a well she's just she's just had a patchy (laughs) history (laughs) and I mean the Calvin Harris thing was really a tipping point though for when Taylor had that really messy streak of PR relationships that I think made her look bad yeah and 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 for people to say, oh, like, why would they do this and made them look bad? It's like, yeah, haven't you ever made a mistake in your career? Mm-hmm. Even, even the best of the best, like even like Beyonce, who has this perfect image, will misfire sometimes. Like, we'll, you know, make the wrong move. Everyone, when every move is being watched and you have this whole team planning what to do, how the public will anticipate it. You can't know. You can't know when they're going to turn on you. Yeah. And it seems like she wanted Calvin Harris to be like her main boyfriend for a while, but for some reason, like for the reasons maybe listed, like he's just a loose cannon. He, he crashed a car. He was like, hi, he was cheating openly. So she was like, okay, I've got to cut myself away from this guy. And then she goes to Tom Hiddleston and that just like crashed and burned so fast. That's, that's really when the public fully turned on her because there were there was a lot of slut shaming before and that was not cool like that was that was kind of the last sort of time when it was okay to very publicly slut shame a celebrity like a female celebrity to be like oh you're always with another man what are you doing um and then that's kind of fallen out of favor at least in a super overt way but with tom hiddleston yeah it was they did way too much. And that's so typical of Taylor. She's like, oh, I'm accepted now. Look at me and my best friends. We have a pet name. We've made 18 music videos together. We do private parties with like a professional photographer and matching outfits because we're the best of friends. And it's like, you're cool it. We know. Okay. You got your squad. Enough. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. that that left a sour taste in people's mouth. And then Tom Hiddleston was kind of wrapped up in like people were already pissed off about the squad stuff because it was obnoxious. And then you have Tom Hiddleston in the middle of it with I love Taylor Swift t-shirt and I love Taylor Swift written on his arm, hugging her and kissing her and meeting, going on what seemed like three different trips with his parents and and Tom and Taylor. <laughs> Yeah, I've got some blinds about that. There's one from June 2016 that says, 
there must be something really career threatening out there for Taylor Swift to bring out two sets of parents in her latest charade. <laughs> Actually, some, someone in one of my videos said, what if what if the Tom Hiddleston um, PR relationship was all like a ruse to, to cover up the fact that his mom was a big Swifty and just wanted to hang out with Taylor? <laughs> well, that would have worked out perfectly. But there, of course, gay rumors with all the publicity in this relationship, it's easy to forget that Tom Hiddleston does enjoy the company of men until a few weeks ago, he was enjoying a relationship and possibly marriage with his male publicist. I mean, apparently he never came out, but he was, but he says he'll never do a bearding relationship again. So you'll never see him with like another female celebrity. Yeah. There have been people that have dated someone and then within within a three-month relationship met their family multiple times and even probably maybe went even on went on multiple trips like benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. you know that's kind of a fast track relationship but it happens however to go on these super public outings all holding hands with tom hiddleston and his mom and dad in england in your wellies that was planned obviously and Mm -hmm. for what you know for why (laughs) for why you did this for what you did this for what even if there are yeah even if there are gay rumors for both of you that you're trying to squash like you have you've added a little too much into this equation you just keep piling it on you're like this will really convince people that i love the other swift t-shirt the parents how could they how could anyone deny this or how could it's like (laughs) gay (laughs) you gone too far (laughs) Mm mm-hmm So this summer, she's writing Reputation. She has her little bleach hair moment when she goes to the Met Gala with Carly. She meets Tom Hiddleston. She meets Joe Alwyn, allegedly both on the same night. Um, All while dating Calvin Harris, allegedly. All while dating, still dating him. And then the blind queen. If she only Uh, fessed up to it, she would be my thoughty queen because I'm like, that is incredible. Oh, the pull is, yeah, she's pulling. (laughs) She is booking. To be, um, to be to be dating one a b lister and to be like stringing along three others all in the same venue i'm like damn girl that is that is some advanced like fuckery mm-hmm. <laughs> if only yeah. she would own it <laughs> i know um there's a blind that comes out saying her and kellen harris will break up within a week and they broke up within 11 days um <laughs> then they have their fourth of july party infamous july 2016 carly's there tom's there all her famous friends are there my favorites ryan reynolds and blake lively are there (laughs) um the public (laughs) does not love these pics Uh, no no i forgot actually i just remember that uh blake and ryan were there who they they're one of the few that have lasted publicly Mm -hmm. yeah that are still in the squad totally (laughs) what's left of the squad (laughs) the tattered squad (laughs) it's Um, like it's like heim and blake lively that i think that's it right and maybe um, sometimes selena gomez when she's good exactly <laughs> when she's not on probation yeah <laughs> for drug. yeah anyway okay october 2016 carly and taylor go to drake's birthday party and get matching gold tattoos another reference from the song dress um here's a oh, random yeah. line. what was it what was the lyric it's like you left your mark on me a golden tattoo oh yeah literally <laughs> <laughs> and she's like actually me and joe alwyn wear matching gold necklaces so that's <laughs> actually <laughs> nothing weird's going on <laughs> um here's a weird line that's not about her relationships but i thought was interesting 
Um, one way to get favors from Mark Zuckerberg is to play free oh, or yeah. reduced shows for him or the people on the board of directors. This is exactly what Taylor Swift has done and why she gets special software to make it seem like the world only loves her. Meanwhile, the rest of the world has to put up with bullying because they are not powerful enough to kiss his butt. <laughs> this, yeah, this is one of those rumors that I believed wholeheartedly because if anyone is equally known for secrecy, it's Taylor Swift and Facebook and <laughs> what is now meta. And like also for doing too much, also for having public misfires with her image. There's there's nothing she won't do ever to be seen favorably in the public eye and the only and and the only reason why she quote disappeared is because she was so deeply affected by people quote canceling her which by the way happens all the time people lay low for two months and come back and it's fine Mm -hmm. but she was so upset about it that she thought she had to hide for a year in her words like she's like I thought no one wanted to see me and I literally no not one person saw me for a whole year like that's how much she's affected by public image yeah it's her main concern, clearly. So her meeting with Mark to be like, okay, I'll, I'll do a cool concert for you guys. If you literally develop my own technology. <laughs> like, yeah, like I don't want to ever see a mean comment again. Can you make that happen for me? And they're like, sure. <laughs> it's like her. It's like her and the American, like Russian electorate, like rigged electorate are like equal in terms of like pulling the strings <laughs> with the upper level of Facebook. I think it was Ed Sheeran. It was someone who collaborated with her that said in order to make a song with her, like if you're not in the room with her, what happens is you re- you record your part. A guy arrives with a suitcase, puts that disc in the suit. He like watches you do your part. So he knows you're not duplicating anything, puts it in the suitcase, flies back to Taylor she listens to it whatever they edit he flies back and you just keep doing that until like until it's done ace and that's publicly how she rules so (laughs) yeah she's not gonna take a risk of any leaks no um then there's some interesting rumors April 2017 that says she's seriously considering coming out as sexually fluid her PR people are warning her against it fearing fan backlash so this is a wait and see scenario. If she does come out, it won't be this year. Yeah. And, like, and it's never happened. Well, there's hundreds of like, oh, she's about to come out or thinking about it and she won't, she will, she won't, she, but, and that's totally credible to me because if you look at how long she hid that she was a Democrat, <laughs> I know then, and that's pretty light. Like, I think, yeah, I think she was vocal about it in about 2018 2017 2018 and by that point I think there were about three public Republican singers Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Kid Rock and like two other losers basically (laughs) and like a couple of country singers no but like that's who was left like rep you know being like yeah and Kanye West which is another story but being like we love yes we love Trump openly and she was like I'm gonna be canceled if I come (laughs) If I come out as hating Trump and it's like, actually, no, that is what is expected of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can express your, your views, your values through your art. Like you don't have to make these like clear as day statements. Like Beyonce doesn't do that, but her art reflects her views. Yeah. Clear as day. Even with when the whole world is mad and I, Taylor Swift is canceled is trending. It lasts about a week to three months. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's some blinds from 2016 saying that Taylor's hooking up with Lord. Then they said Lord and Antonoff are hooking up. Jack Antonoff's hooking up with a dude. 
And Joe Alwyn's also hooking up with guys openly around this time. So if all this is true, just sitting by, just (laughs) (laughs) she's just sitting at home while everyone else has a sexy, sexy summer. (laughs) Being tweeting problematic things, but not getting laid. (laughs) No, we don't know. But I, I mean, this is why it's hot gossip. (laughs) It's hot gossip, but this is why. I've never been attracted to musicians because I feel like even the non-famous ones are messy. Um, there's a blind from um, Taylor Swift's uh, high school friend Abigail's wedding that says she footed the bill for the wedding so that she could do what she wanted, even though it wasn't for her. And no sign of the person she calls her boyfriend. It's not like he has a job or anything. Why wasn't he there? So... Yeah, there are so many rumors about her being controlling. And I don't think it doesn't take much to prove that that is true when she's so controlling with everything. She's just she's where the humorless part comes in and any, you know, and this is also why I feel like I have to talk about this on the podcast and no longer on the Internet where I'm in full view of all the Swifties because she's attracted a lot of similar personalities that are drawn to that and like okay you know you could be a kind person and not have a good sense of humor okay whatever it's just like god that's not my kind of person (laughs) I think that she can make jokes and be witty but she has just no sense of humor about herself like she cannot ever be take a joke about herself like she she just doesn't have she's so sensitive she can be playful exactly she can be playful I was so struck by me making a video hinting that I might make critical content of Taylor Swift. The amount of people said that they were scared for me. And and then I did. And then I did get a lot of angry people. But I was like, and then it wasn't that bad. I was like, ultimately, these are a bunch of, you know, like I said, like, they're not really my target audience. They're not very capable of taking a joke, which I'm mostly just joking. It's very lighthearted. I'm making a three minute video saying like, hey, maybe stop playing the victim so much, which I believe. And I'm saying like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, it's not that deep. And I'm like, what is this culture that she's sort of created around herself? And then I'm like walking around. I'm like, I'm not going to get shot in the back of the head by some like 14 <laughs> year old Swifty being like, she was wrong by Kanye West. It's like, okay, guys, like why 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 is this a thing why why are people um scared to say anything bad or they come out only saying that she's purely um a negative force or they purely love her and there's no in between i know it's bizarre and the fact that like these like swifties are caping for her so much like babe she doesn't need you to stick up for her like i hate to say it but like you calling out a stranger on the internet is is that doesn't put money into Taylor's pocket. <laughs> oh my God. I know the amount of people when I, when I talked about the whole, like her playing the victim with, um, with like, you know, Kanye West, like snatching the award from her. And they were like, that was so incredibly traumatic. And she has the right to be talking about it 10 years. Later. She does wish- have the right. And we have the right to criticize her. And we have it. the right to make fun of her. Not every experience is just like totally sacred. I'm sorry. I wish my trauma was getting an award at 17, having, uh Kanye West come and give me this huge publicity boost by snatching it then everyone siding with me and Beyonce giving me an epic moment I wish that was my trauma they're like <laughs> no but that what they're like that was so traumatic I'm like okay I'll tra- trade these like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's dropping get back. back in let's we're back arriving in. like basically at this point in 2017 Taylor and Carly are broken up we don't know what happened we only know the rumors 
oh, maybe Carly had people over to the house that weren't invited. Maybe Carly was too close to Scooter Braun who bought Taylor's masters, like something like that. Any um, number of things out. could happen and also any number of like unrecorded interactions because also like these people are all it's like high school it's literally Hollywood is high school because it's a bunch of A-listers that all know each other they all see each other mm-hmm. all the time they're all having they're all insecure and having weird beefs yeah so the blinds from around this time are saying like Taylor's starting to be so demanding of her squad like she's made so many demands and restrictions upon her friends and what they can do (laughs) and say that she's essentially paying employees to be her friends. Now at a recent birthday dinner, no one was present who didn't owe their job and income to her. Um, And then there's, yeah. And then they're saying like, okay, as reputation is released, the PR machine with Joe is going to go into overdrive. So um, they're going to say that gorgeous is about him. It's not, they're going to, um, they leak a picture of them on a hike together right before the video for delicate drops. And there's a line in the song about dark jeans and Nikes and on the hike, he's wearing dark jeans and Nikes and the pictures of them on that hike are so brutal. He's like up ahead of her, not looking at her scowling and she's holding his hand, but his hand is like rigid. Like, <sighs> like he wants to like shake her hand off of his. It's like in, in anti-chemistry. All in anti yeah two two magnets repelling each other in in all of my looking into different like pr situations i've noticed i've started to notice which hand holding is like is fake and like you could say that's like reading way too into it but like you look at something so obvious like the whole like uh kim kardashian pete pete uh davidson rumors and you see them holding hands and she is just gripping onto him with these leather gloves for like two a two second squeeze and then letting go and it's like, and that's, and that's Taylor and Joe's photo ops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forced. It, it doesn't look right. Like, no. and then there's, there's blinds about how, like, we all know Taylor knows how to avoid the paparazzi. So anytime you see a picture of her and Joe from five feet away, it, she has an arrangement. They're like back grid photos. And so here's where we get to the drama. <laughs> there is a reunion between Carly and Taylor in 2018. Um, a reputation comes out. The album is all about like New York and Carly. And so I think Taylor gives the olive branch of inviting Carly and her whole family. I think she has like four sisters. They were all there to a concert. Baby, I'm terrified. The city screams your name saying about New York. Does that read Joe Alwyn to you? So we see Carly and her sisters at the concert. There's videos there. She's really close to the stage. They're looking at each other. Taylor's singing dress. It was the line. I got an like, indentation in the shape of you and yeah, does like a, a, in the, the form of, of a woman. Yeah, yeah. A, a, she does this very distinct figure eight on stage. And it's like, all right. I mean, she this is this is part of her her Easter egg. She knows. And the juiciest part of this concert, which is the first time they've been seen in the same place in years, um, is that Carly's sister at Kimby Kloss liked several tweets saying like, um oh I love the songs that are about Carly like you are in love and I know places and (laughs) there was so okay so to me that is like one of the juiciest tidbits in all of this because you can't rein in every loose-lipped family member of everyone you've ever yeah known and that makes me think like okay maybe Taylor wants them to get back together maybe Carly's family wants them to get back together but all of this is happening in the timeline of Carly's wedding looming this is in August 2018, and her wedding was scheduled for 
um, September of 2018, September, there starts being a bunch of blinds that Carly has cold feet and that she's going to call off her wedding. Um, she wants to postpone. Why? Her- Jared Kushner seems like the most <laughs> appealing <Josh>. or whatever, <laughs> whatever. They all, all the Kushners seem like real <laughs> stand up guys and <laughs> great life partners. Mm-hmm. And then Carly makes a comment to the media saying she doesn't agree with Jared and Ivanka's politics. So she starts kind of laying the groundwork to like back herself out. Um, and around the same time, we get some blinds about how to found Joe Alwyn. It says this foreign born C-list actor was plucked from obscurity and into the boyfriend role by a professor who taught him at drama school. They were specifically looking to cast someone who wanted a career in acting was unknown and not from the U S Taylor did um, an acoustic version of speak now for Carly, which, which is a song about interrupting a wedding and saying the sh- wedding shouldn't happen and um, it's not right. I object. And yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and so there's like clearly like, it's a tough decision and they're kind of reuniting. Should we reunite around the stage? And sadly, in, on October 28th, Carly does get married to Josh Kushner. And with Katy Perry as one of the few guests in her small wedding, which I thought was a real statement. Yeah, that's shady. Yeah, well, it's a way of saying like it. It 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 all reminds me of um, high school drama. Like it's like, oh, uh, I'm trying to piss off my ex, so I'm gonna post a bunch of photos to Instagram that are purposefully this little photo op that I did with their enemy. You know? Yeah. Um, like, how two close were after- they? How close were what were was she really? Like, there's there's all these photos where it's like eight people, and Katy Perry's one of them, or like you know, fifteen or whatever. And as like the inner wedding party, and Katy's one of them. I'm like, were you really that good friends, or did you just round up your friendship to, you know, best friend, bridesmaids, bridesmaids, like just conveniently? It seemed pointed yeah. pointed to me. Yeah, and everyone was like, "Why the hell isn't Taylor there?" You know, like. Even just for show, the fact that you wouldn't be there is is weird. And you knew Taylor um, was pissed off for real because, like, her camp couldn't even be like, Taylor wishes she could have been there, but she had another thing. It was just like, Taylor wishes her well or something. Yeah. It yeah. Was, there was the, no, they like, started, yeah. Taylor's on tour, whatever. There was no, not even trying to cover it up. It was just like, I, there's no ill will. There will be no comment. It was like, yeah, she is not. Yeah. yeah. That there's there's stuff going on and even I think even like there was a point where Jennifer Lawrence was being interviewed and they're like what's the one thing like what's the one question you would have for anyone she's like what's going on with Taylor and Carly like at this point everyone was tuned into it because their quote friendship was so public for so many years yeah two days after her wedding Carly posts a video to Instagram and in the background you can see people like zoomed in that she's got three photos of her and Taylor pinned to the hood vent on top of her stove. Weird, especially if they had a recent falling out. That kind of kept the Kaylers like hanging on. And so, okay, yeah, I think even like the hardcorest tail uh, like Kaylor people like are like, okay, clearly they're <laughs> not on great terms right now. But um, in in my heart, I hope they find their way back to each other because I've never seen them look so happy. Um, the last blind we ever get about them says. Taylor has been in mourning since Carly Kloss's wedding, um, November 2018. And I know you and I have like talked to death, like the contents of her lyrics and like what songs could be about who and like, what does it really mean? And like, 
you know, the, the basic overview is like, there's probably songs on 1989 reputation and lover that are about Carly. I'll just list some, uh, you are in love out of the woods. I know places, how you get the girl gorgeous dancing with our hands tied, call it what you want. New year's day, Cornelia street, which we've, we've referenced as she says, I'm mystified by the, how this city screams your name. Um, barefoot in the kitchen, sacred new beginnings that became my religion. They have like hundreds of interviews about them baking and cooking together constantly and that being like their, you know, bonding. Yeah. Um, false God. That's the, that's her like sexiest song. And I'm like, I guarantee this is not about Joe. Um, <laughs> I can't talk to you when you're like this. What an underrated window. song also. Oh, I know. I love it. Um, staring at the window. Like I'm not your favorite town. I'm the West village. I still do it for you, babe religions in your lips even if it's a false god we still worship the altar is my hips even if it's a false god come on <laughs> we might just get away with it i mean come on has anyone ever looked at joe alwyn's face and had these just thoughts and desires never <laughs> not probably not you know <laughs> i can only speak for myself and it's a no right, right. So, it's a soft pass whatever i wish him the best but he's not <laughs> inspiring these lustful thoughts no no no. and and I don't get too too much into lyrics because it's like there's also room for every song to be kind of like this amalgamation of a few different people and yeah a few different experiences and whatever but yeah I think if you've been known your whole career to be dating all these different men as your beards and then you go through this intense heartbreak with this like long-term secret girlfriend and finally, you settle down with Joe, who may or may not be, you know, just another beard. I could see how it would be both. It would just be convenient for both press and your sanity to be like, we're completely private and we'll never talk about a relationship ever or ever be seen together. Yeah. And the weird, um, like really insistent press tour that Folklore and Evermore are completely non-autobiographical. And it was um, Kelly Williams. She's Laguna Beach on <laughs> Instagram and like from Beyond the Blinds where she was saying that like she found it really insulting. Like she's like basically to her as like a queer woman. She's like, I find it really insulting how Taylor has always been like, I will never explain my lyrics. I will never talk about the meaning or who it's about. Um, and then Betty comes out where it's the one song where she's literally singing about being in love with a woman. And she's like, Joe wrote it. It's Joe wrote it and it's about a boy and it's about a boy loving a girl and Joe wrote it and I never wrote it and I'm just thinking it. Kept insisting us from a male perspective. It's like, why does that matter? Um, and to have folklore start with the one and end with hoax, I thought was very, I'm like, okay, this is like, the first one's like wistful, wishing it worked out with an ex. Who could this possibly be about? Then the album goes on and there's, there's a song about an affair that's pretty visceral and both lover and folklore had songs that were about long-term enmeshed intense relationships with years of history like you know and she hadn't been with joe for that long but the one hit me and then hopes killed me i think it's such an underrated song i think it's so sad um i feel like i'm not intelligent enough to understand hoax like it keeps me up at night and the whole (laughs) the whole lyrics of your faithless love is the only hoax I believe in like jams my brain. I'm like, what kind of like Robert Frost, like double, triple entendres <laughs> is this? Like, I don't know. What are you talking about? And why is this the last song? It feels pointed. Yeah, it is pointed that it's the last song. I mean, because 
when you look back to um what song what album was new year's day on was it reputation no No, i think it's reputation yeah 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 reputation and you know that's a song about living with someone and the joy of just like those little moments when you're cleaning up after parties together and i'm like okay this is totally carly you know because they live together and uh, you know what i'm just gonna just to throw a wrench in this whole thing I'm not even opposed to the idea of her like spending some time with Joe or having these moments with Joe. Like, I think there is also room for some companionship or even mm-hmm. like a friendship. And and maybe the romance is not out of the question to me. Um, but back to hoax, I got sidetracked as I always do. Um, like Sorry. she says, <laughs> so she says, you know, I left a part of me back in New York. You know, the hero died. So what's the movie for? You knew it still hurts underneath my scars from when they pulled me apart. But what you did was just as dark. That crushes me. I That song, I almost, I sometimes uh, hide it on Spotify. Like, I, it's too emotional for me. <laughs> yeah, and I, I am ash from your fire. Like, just to Damn. think that something was like, you know, you, bur- you had this burning fire and it was so passionate, but now you're just, you're, you're spent. You're That's, ash. that's like, Mars and Scorpio culture. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> that scorched earth. Like you have wronged me. And so I will never be okay. And I will never forgive you. Like, whoa, whoa. It's, it's so quiet and sad. And it really, to me was like, this is what heartbreak feels like to me. Genuinely. You're, I'm just like dead from it, you know? And when she says, my only one my eclipsed sun you know like that carly sunshine thing and reference back let's remember back i said (laughs) i said remember this (laughs) like my only one and then the first song is called the one like and and to me carly is her one like that like I, we've never seen someone else like touch her life like this. So anyway, my my only one, my kingdom come undone, and like and, Carly and, calls the princess. So and you're three, and exactly, and you're sorry, like your three month relationship with Harry Styles is not inspiring all of these, all of these lyrics. no because ultimately, all of her past relationships. Let's say we take all. Let's say we take everything at face value. Let's say every yes. single relationship that she's wanted us to believe is is true is true. Mm-hmm. they've been very brief they've all yes. been very brief it's been a couple weeks to about a couple months max mm-hmm. not even six months like two three months and yeah and there's just you even the most psychotic person who cannot let anything go is just not thinking about those they're not keeping them up at, at night five ten years later it's just not happening can't imagine that person I don't really want to meet them but you know what I mean that's extremely unrealistic who did she date publicly for years there was no I, one besides Joe oh, right yeah or it's Calvin like, Harris for a year no no but like, in public I'm talking about if we're taking it no analysis at all on the record I think Calvin Harris was about a year sure yeah it felt like a lot shorter but well, it did because they weren't they they were also speaking of zero chemistry yeah nothing they had never seen together really no and when they did it was like a stiff hand holding they both seemed like slightly repulsed by each other yeah they looked like they really didn't like each other and um and I would say same with Joe I I, like you know sometimes they'll get footage of him at her concert and he's so unsmiling unmoving unfilming like 
it's not a supportive partner. It's not the body language of a supportive partner. Could be British. <laughs> British. He could just be very British. It's possible. It's but- just so strange to me that on the record, Taylor and Joe have been together since 2016. So 19, so like five, five-ish years and there's no engagement. There's no marriage on the table. There's no children, even though she kind of like hints at wanting those things. And um, yeah. And the, and the few moments of sort of quote unquote chemistry you've seen is like her at some award show kind of leaning in and having like, you know, pleasant chats and they're both smiling and talking into each other's ear. I feel like I can create that with anyone. If you and I <laughs> wanted to create a PR relationship between us. Yeah. Easy. I can guarantee we would make it more believable than yeah. Taylor and Jeff. And that's also why, and that's also why we didn't believe the whole, these rumors for so long was because we were like, well, you could create that narrative about anyone. You could create that narrative about any two friends. You could take photos and, and string that together and make a case mm-hmm. for it. But then given all evidence presented today, they don't want each other like a best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, Taylor's own words. Yeah, what? What? Ultimately, the evidence mostly comes down to an intuitive feeling, though, for both of us. Like, vibes. it's just a feeling. It's just vibes. It's just That's like what this whole podcast comes down to. Honestly, <laughs> is just vibes. It's not journalistic breakthrough journalistic. Work. No, <laughs> not at all. This is like alleged to. And if you disagree, why don't you make your own podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, this is just our take on Gaylor. Like, these are our believies. This is what we feel and believe. And this is what we want to talk about. So, yeah. (laughs) So, there you go. And it's not life or death. We're not threatening Taylor Swift's safety or well being (laughs) or wealth. No, no, no. For people to be like, this is an unfair attack. It's like, there's no. We're not coming for her. Don't no. But what I'm comparing it to is like let's say um you know moments of there's moments of what's her name on the red carpet like asking her uncomfortable questions or like slut sh- like being like oh you're gonna take a lot of men home tonight like that that is like a personal I think that's unfair to do stuff like that that's just awkward and weird. No, we would never want to make Taylor feel uncomfortable. And Taylor, if you want to invite me to a secret session, I take we'll take all of this back. We and... will never get invited. Even if we <laughs> did not release this to the public, she would find it. She would know on her vibes alone. She's yeah. a powerful witch herself. Uh, yes. And we no, we're not getting any invites. But yeah, if we if we were able to ask her a question, it would probably be I would have a lot of questions about the lyrics, really. And yeah. And also, were you in that suitcase? Which actually, <laughs> no, I wouldn't even ask that because I think, yes, she was. You can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> if I could ask her one thing, it would be, can you please, please give Carly another chance? <laughs> I want my two moms to get back to Yeah, I hate it when you guys fight. <laughs> can I come backstage? Oh, there's so much I would ask her. God, I love her. Me I too. love her. <laughs> sorry Taylor. even though like and uh, yeah and I love her and I feel insatiable for content and also like I mean it is so fruitful and abundant right now to be a Swifty like yes oh it's never been a better time to be a Swifty she has been giving and giving to us people who aren't Swifties I've seen people online being like god I wish I was a Swifty like they're just getting album after documentary after album like non-stop for years like we are just well fed uh, to the point I'm almost exhausted but I'm happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I'm so happy 
oh my god I feel really fulfilled after this me too I'm glad we spoke our truth got this on our chest once Mm -hmm. for all yeah Taylor if you're hearing that maybe don't listen to this Taylor if you're gonna (laughs) because we want to made it this far Taylor (laughs) we love you (laughs) yeah (laughs) um well That's our show for today, guys. Help me in my constant search for external validation with a five-star review. It also helps the podcast. Uh, If you're into it, follow me on Instagram at It's Become a Whole Thing and TikTok. Follow Sammy on Instagram. She posts fire content. We're trying to get her into the triple digits. She just launched her Instagram page at Sammy Whole Thing. And that's it. Part two of We Need to Talk About Kaler is already up on the Patreon. And part three will be up on Wednesday on the Patreon. A little snippet of the conversation with Madison will be up on the main feed also on Wednesday. It's just a Kaler-tastic week. Bye, guys. Au revoir, mes amours.